0: Welcome to the Dynamax Podcast, Maine's premier powerlifting and strength sports podcast from studios in Westbrook, Maine, with your hosts, Matt Israelson and Matt Strong. This is
1: episode 60 of the oh, podcast. Looks and looks. Um, A little bit slower to get uh, ten out this year than we did previous year, but But, you you know what? We have a good uh, record. We're not. We're still cranking along, thanks to everyone that's been listening. We've been getting lots of requests on, "Hey, when's your next podcast going to be?" Yes, I have two. Correct. Podcast going to be. So here it is. It's right now. Um, um, Before we get going, um, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, Noah Doe. Yeah. Who ties the knot tomorrow? Okay. Um, He's tying it down in. uh, down in Buxton, in a nice little church, um, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, he, he did send out messages, okay. and you know, kind of formal invites, but I first got the word from a handwritten note on the hallway I here. I saw that. That's, that's a pretty cool thing that mm-hmm. you got going on when you can have, that's your method for uh, inviting someone to the wedding. Yeah. He, I mean, he's got his phone number right on it, so you yeah. don't see that at too many gyms.
0: You don't see that. That's a, like an engraved
1: invitation. That's right, maybe we should frame it. All right, so we got a uh, returning guest today. We got uh, our buddy Carson. There he is. <laughs> How the hell are you?
2: How's it going? It's good. great, man. How are you? Good. You did? know, you know that today is Black Friday, it right? It is Black Friday. You know, for years and years and years, I'm, I'm really, my feelings are really hurt terribly. What is that? You know, it's Black Friday, and I've had to work diligently, and, and every year I've got Matt, the perfect man gift. Me? Yeah, I, I've always, 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 always given you the perfect man gift. Okay. So, so what was it? I forgot. So. Nothing. <laughs> That's <what> I forgot. <laughs> you know it, it. Well, They tell me I'm a man with everything. So. Mm-hmm. You know it. Well, it what it, do you get him? It, yeah. I, I get him nothing because then, then if something comes around like a, a birthday or something, and he doesn't have to go out and get me anything, and I feel it, it's an even trade. I, I, I didn't want to get him any coal because coal's too expensive. Yeah. yeah. Or sticks, you know, I might need him for kindling. And
1: yeah, all that's right. <laughs> so that's So that's why you guys are always saying thanks for nothing when yeah. you guys have <laughs> it Thanks for
2: nothing. Yeah. Thanks for nothing.
1: <laughs> no, it is Black Friday. It's the worst day ever to be in South Portland. So uh, I'm glad that we're kind of uh, bundled up here in uh, Studio 132. Um, mm-hmm. So today we got a, um, we got kind of an interesting, this is, you know, oftentimes a podcast where we're, Interviewing a specific person just kind of to know him better or we're talking about a specific topic within weightlifting powerlifting Gym culture, whatever it may be and today we're kind of going up, you know 5,000 feet or so to talk about kind of a bigger picture topic It was something that Carson and I, I started to talk about and it was grounding um, So before we get into it, there's there's kind of three definitions of grounding and I'm gonna push two of them out of the way for the smart Alex out there uh, for one, we're not going to be talking about the common return path for electricity, uh-uh. right?
2: <laughs> I don't think so.
1: No. Uh, we're not going to be talking to probably where you spent a lot of your childhood grounded. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking about the metaphysical definition of grounding. Um, I have a de- I found a definition of it this morning, but Carson, I guess I wanted to kind of get your definition or your thought of what it is.
2: Well, first off, I want to lay out some groundwork. You know everything in life now is sh- like stress 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 and people say well get rid of your stress well how do you get rid of your stress you've got to find a jumping off point and that's kind of what I was thinking about when 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 I said grounding you need some place where you can like regroup and you can get a hold of yourself and and uh, and 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 get going again and one of the one of the things, one of the big things that, that I do is the gym, but also uh, you, you've, there's, there's other definitions of grounding. It, it isn't just that, it's like self-determination. Uh, it's, it has to do with uh, self, you know, you got to love yourself, but in, in today's, today's world, you know, even if you turn on the TV, there's all these commercials for all these drugs, and, and the, you know, the side effects are worse than the disease, and then when you're trying to forget about being sick or something, you turn on the TV and it's like all this stuff. And you I'm need bombarding to... Bombarding you. Yeah. So, I, I said, where do you find grounding, and I talked to a bunch of people, and some people find it in the outdoors. You know, I find it in in the gym, and I like it especially. And nothing to against all the people that you know are around, but I like it sometimes when I'm here all by myself. And I do. Yeah. And I'm working out, and it just gives me time to think, and that really, that really does ground me. Right. So what I found,
1: you know, I did a little bit of research on this this morning. You know, there's actually a
2: huge
1: branch of philosophy all about this. Um, but basically, what it comes down to is what keeps you in the present. So, uh, you know, to kind of go on with what you're saying, you know, if you're sick or maybe you, you've got a disease that you've been, that's that been bugging you and then you flip on the TV, you think, okay, I wanna, I'm going to watch some football, get, get my head out of this. And then the first thing that comes on is some drug, a commercial for some drug that's going to, you know, here's a 10-second description of the drug and here's 45 seconds of the different ways it's going to kill you or give you diarrhea or whatever else after the fact. Um, you know, similarly, you could be... You know, like God, I am just so sick of it. You know, we just had the midterm election; so sick of that. You turn on the TV, all you hear is politics. So, how do you get back to the present and start focusing on what matters? And I think that's—I think we're kind of saying the same thing. That—that
2: that was part of the thing. That was part of the of the drive of why I was thinking about grounding because of all of those different things. Mm-hmm. You know, and what you said about um, you know being in the now, or uh, uh, the present, the present moment. Uh, I guess some have said that if you worry about the future you you have anxiety and if you're worried about the past you're mm-hmm. depressed. Yeah. So you have to you have to find a place to go to ground. And I don't think everybody finds an easy place to go to ground. You know no. say that you're not somebody like us that love powerlifting and love weightlifting. They don't have this outlet. No. You know, so what do they do? That's a
0: really
1: good question. They mustn't go home sit. But you
0: get or sick. Or go to a bar. Or go to a right. bar. Right, so
1: that was an obvious one. We get under I'm... a bar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That, that, that was an obvious one that I wanted to bring oh, up, okay. because, you know, some people could say, uh, well, what brings, you know, when I'm stressed out, I'll uh, you know I'll crack a beer, I'll twist up a pen, or whatever they want to do, you know. That's the opposite of getting back to the present. That's just running away from the president in a different direction. Run up his belief. Yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Put that out over there. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, So, and what, Carson, part of the, I think that you brought this up. You know, this was a topic that you kind of started as I dove into it a little bit deeper. And what's interesting is there's lots of different grounding exercises. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of them are all about um, sensory awareness. Mm -hmm. So I found a, um, this is a a role, I, Found it on the first thing that I Googled, and it kept popping up every time I, I kept researching. So I knew it must be a, a popular thing, and it's the five, four, three, two, one grounding technique. It has nothing to do with uh, five, three, one, the powerlifting <laughs> <laughs> program, but it's um, it's basically you, you're using your senses to help ground you. So it's five things that you can see, four things that you can feel, three things that you can hear, two things that you can smell, and one thing that you can taste. So what I wanted to ask you is, as someone who is lacking one of the major senses, mm-hmm. how would you, you know, starting with the five things you can see, four things you can feel, three things you could hear, how would you kind of substitute the C? Because I think that that could, I mean, you kind of have to work harder, I would think, basically, because that
2: sense is missing in this, for this example. Well, in my life, you know, I've, I've only been you know is is disabled as I am for probably about I don't know 5 or 6 years but before that I as you you know from my previous podcast, I did a lot of different things I drove I I worked in industry I, I've done a ton of things but all my life my memories going way back to early childhood I'm one of these people that can remember back to like when I was like a year old run in very clear snapshot pictures in my mind. It's not like a movie always unless I'm having a dream about driving. You know, I, I, I have dreams about driving again. But all my memories are snapshots. And this, this particular example is a little bit dark, but um, just recently, a, a young woman that was close to Kathy and I uh, passed away at age 47. And, and that kind of set me onto this thing about how, how do I ground myself when these things happen? And I went through all those uh, um, things on the internet that you were talking about. And Some of them I just got disgusted with because they were like, you know, out there, like uh, floating in the air, you know, like uh, uh, Maharashi or whatever. You know, Meditation? Some, or? Med- just things that weren't um, concrete to me. So what I I had to do is I I uh, I was in my memory, and I can remember standing on Hackers Hill, and Hackers Hill, is, they call it uh, 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 Quaker Ridge, it's up in Casco, and I've been up there many many times, and and uh, um, I remember looking out over the lakes, and and I was thinking about this person being gone, and I needed something to just to Bring me. It, it was melancholy. It's like grief, and uh, I I pictured myself being on Hackers Hill and looking out over Sebago Lake and seeing the sun in a pattern of clouds, and it was like late evening and it was setting, and and I, that picture was so clear to me, and it was it was calming, and I said this is this is one way that it happens and. Um, cause when something like this happens, I go through this, this whole scenario. There was there was one woman that called me up. She says, "What do you feel? What do you feel?" I I can't tell somebody what I feel. Yeah, I'm not like that. Maybe that's how they are, or, or they can identify what they feel. For me, I I can't outwardly bawl or put on some kind of some kind of an act. Or it, for me, it's just a I think about the people.
1: Right, it's still and, a lot of noise mentally, probably. Right.
2: Well, what I'm thinking about, I'm just I'm in myself, um, and I'm just I can't. People people want you to express it outwardly, but I'm not that kind of person. When it comes to something really like that, I'm I internalize it and I've got to work through it, and the best thing that I can tell somebody is it feels like I'm walking through sand and uh, and until I can work through that the sand it, just gets deeper it right? gets deeper but, but I had to I had to find a point to ground and one of them if we connect it to here that is one of them and if I'm in here um, by myself and I had been for many years before before 2012 right back to the beginning I was like the guy that sort of He He liked it in here by himself. People would say, you know, does he exist? And yeah, maybe. There (laughs) might be some guy that's here early, early in the morning. But I would sit in here and I'd think back to the days when this was probably a store or something. And I imagine the people walking around, you know. That's cool. And that was like... Because it was a grocery store. Right. And I'd been in here. It was before... It closed in 1970, but I can remember it. And I think of all the people that came in here all that time. And, and, you know, i go through my left and... And, and I meditate on a lot of things, and it, and it made me feel really, you know, that was, that was one of the ways that I would really be able to straighten myself out is just by being alone, lifting the weights, and just thinking about all the things that probably happened around me.
1: Yeah, I think a lot of people could find a similar thing with, you know, with hiking or being in the outdoors. You go to a, you know, you work your way up a... You know, four thousand foot mountain, whatever it may be, you're at the top. You know that. And you know, one thing that I always like to think about is who did the, one is who did this the first time. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a funny, interesting thing to think about. But two, the other thing is that so many other people have been up here to do the exact same thing that I'm doing, and that is to just get up here and look, not photograph. You know, you do not really, t- you know, you oh, this is a nice view, and that's and then it's quiet usually, and you just let it sink in. Um, but what I, you know, as you talk about the lifting weights and how that's kind of your grounding mechanism, I think that, you know, because you talk about, all right, well, the gym is my grounding mechanism. That's that's how I ground. That's one of them. Well, that's one of them. It's an example of one. But just being here isn't enough. No. Right? If you no. were to just come here and listen, or if you were to, you know, maybe if you were a bowler back in the day, instead of I a was. power, were you? Yep. Did, do you ever go to the bowling alley now?
2: I don't anymore, no.
1: Do you think... So I guess what I'm getting at is that there's a task that usually helps you with the grounding, mm-hmm. and I th- I feel for me that you know personally my biggest grounding technique is to, um, and again it's it's just it's as simple as this it's just focusing on the task at hand, mm-hmm. and it's something that I'd say during um, when I first started coming to Dynamax and I was lifting with a, a big group of guys, um, you know some, you know you oftentimes it was. Um, Guys who are new to weightlifting, so when, you know, when Noah Doe was new to weightlifting and he was going to be pulling basically a 10-pound PR for three reps, and something he had never picked up before, I'd say, don't worry about it. Just focus on the task at hand. Just think about picking it up. That's it. Blank everything else out and do it. And, some you know, some days it's that. Some days it's the engineering work that I have to do. It's just, fo- you know, get all the other crap out of there. Get the stress. Get the my mom's sick, get the, you know, my grandma's old as hell. You push all that out of there and just focus on that single task. One of the
2: other things that I, I, I don't do as much of it now, but I, I write quite well. And you I'm, are a good writer. And I would do Surprise a lot me. of writing.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's a, I mean that in a complimenting way. It's, you don't come off as, I hey, mean. So you're getting
2: deeper and deeper. <laughs> I'm just digging my hole <laughs> But I would I would write a lot of stuff and, and I, I do wanna mention uh, one other thing is, is MDI, Mount Desert Island. Yeah. My father and his family were from there and he was born there and that it it for another place that actually grounds me, I, I just wanna mention that is is MDI. Is is I can find peace on Mount Desert Island just because it's a place that I've gone my entire life and it's probably now one of the longest homes in Maine, even though I don't own a home, we have a a timeshare there. It's it's a place where I feel a connection to the past. But uh, um, what you were talking about is uh, the task at hand, focusing on that. Uh, When I was coming in with the group, my problem was, uh, and I wanted to get to this a little bit, I couldn't hear well and I can't see. So the music could be cranking, and and I can't see, and then you add in that, people don't really understand blindness. They, you know, they, they don't have a, a comprehension to that. No, and they fi- think
1: that it's just, you know, eyes are closed, essentially.
2: Yeah, but finally I said, I'm, Matt, you're gonna train me because I can't deal with this. And that, and you know, I, I was gonna quit. And you know, I was gonna quit the group but then I started training with Matt at that time that's when I did that that first uh, um, powerlifting competition Um, but uh, uh, when I was in my sighted life I would have you know I had a little more vision I would probably be one of the team leaders in here because I was kinda you know I I used to lift in groups of guys for, for years and you know but if, if you're in some place and there's constantly new people, they don't they don't understand. And say that you say and, and I'm I'm getting off track here a little bit, right. but but uh, it's right in front of you. Let's say that you say that is right in front of you. You don't understand that you have an automatic guidance that might say, That's a little bit to the left of right in front of me. Mm-hmm. For me, right in front of me has to be ninety degrees yeah, in front like of an me. arm's length like, straight, straight out. out. But but people don't get that, you know. And there, and I understand why they don't get that because I've seen, you know. You say, oh, it's right in front of you. Well, it could be off to the left. It could be off to the right. It could be, uh, or they say it's right right to, your left, and then they'll say you're right. Mm-hmm. And, and then I've been in frustratingly. I've been in a gym, before, uh, way back, where I had two guys, one on each side telling me this stuff and I, I was thinking you know that commercial this is your brain on drugs <laughs> and finally I said will you guys shut the fuck up and let me do this <laughs> the, the other thing they were being nice though right they were trying to yeah, be nice yeah. but they were being like over the top we're probably getting fr- my they're, they're, head was just spinning. basically in the way they're in the way and the other thing that people don't understand about the cane is you got to hit stuff
1: All Right, that is your sense that's kind of your depth
2: perception right well, it's, you're feeling your way with the, your arm is longer with your cane. The and, extension of your arm. And they, they think that you should look like you can see when you're doing this. And you're not gonna look like you can see. Because you can. Because nice. you can. <laughs> you know, and you're hitting stuff mm-hmm. so you can figure up, put a picture in your head mm-hmm. of where you're gonna go. Yep. So the, there's all these things. And then you have the people that just, they were brought up just, you know, kind of backward, they don't they think that they're ignorant. just you, that if you're blind, the the people that were brought up in their family like weren't allowed to do anything at all. You know, and I had visual impairment when I was young and and my parents had me do everything that I could possibly do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna do everything that you can do. And that's the difference with with a lot of people that are blind and visually impaired is that the ones that were babied and they weren't allowed to do anything. What you end up with is somebody that's very, um, actually, is very uh, debilitated.
1: So while we're off topic, I had, I was thinking about this the other day, and I wanted to ask you this question. Yeah, <laughs> did you do you enjoy films, movies, or did you used to? Before, when you were you still do liberal? really
2: don't you? Well, some of them. I like the the audio books a lot better that's now. Right, that's right. You know, when we had HBO, I used to listen to the movies. I used to be able to see a lot. You know, yeah. when I could. But uh, um, if, if there's a new movie now, um, I'm not really so apt to like it. You know, I, I went with Kathy under duress to the new Star Wars movies, you know, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and listen to them. But if we go down east, we go to this little movie theater called Real Pizza, and that's in uh, Bar Harbor. Mm-hmm. And you go in and you order a pizza and your drinks and you sit at these lecterns inside, inside the theater, and they have these quirky movies in there, like one of them was Red, you know, we went to see, and then one of them was the Three Burials of Michiacus Estrada, or something, Milkyatus Estrada, you know, they were like these offbeat movies. Yeah,
1: something you might find at like the Nickelodeon or even more offbeat than that.
2: That was, That's fun, because you sit there and you have supper, and you know, you watch this weird, it's funny. Yeah. But if you get some movie where it's all vi- all video and you you know, you can't follow it by dialogue, I just so, I either. don't even want yeah. to go there. No, I don't blame you. But the books that we listen to all the time, yeah, you know, we've listened to hundreds and hundreds of books. And I've always been in the mode of, you know, uh, continuing my education just as I wanna self educate. I started doing it with reading and writing and now I'm doing it with more reading than ever. And uh, Anyway, we're off topic, but but those things are grounding. Yeah. No, well, the
1: reason, and this is, again, this is still off topic on what I was, the question I asked, but this is completely off topic for grounding, but I I guess I wanted to ask, do you remember the last movie that you saw?
2: That I actually saw. Yeah. I'm I'm getting to the point now where, uh, and this is weird, is uh, Kathy will tell me something, and I can't determine uh whether or not she told it to me or I read it or uh, the the pictures that are in my mind are starting to uh, blend in with what I've actually there's a confusion there now. yeah I, you know because um I'm trying to think what i I can't think of it because in my head I'm seeing stuff all the time right. One of the people that used
1: So it's like I, you're, you're confused on if you've actually seen it or if you've
2: envisioned it type of a thing? Well, it's not a made-up thing. I go on what my history of seeing things is. And I, I wanted to touch on one thing in that, that we had a fire marshal that used to come in here. And I got to know him pretty well. And he was a, you know, he that was... A big dude? Um... Yeah, his name was Connolly. Oh, he was like a federal fireman. He, he was a federal agent. He was yeah. a, a, and I got to be friends with him. Mm-hmm. And we were discussing things and then talking about how I forget names. And he says, I was a teacher. He said, you think in pictures. And I said, you're right on. And he says, some people think in text. And, but I don't. I think in pictures. So when I'm thinking about stuff, it's, it's always a picture. And, and I go on things that, that I have seen, you know, I've, I've had a life that not been, hasn't been, so sort of, let's say like a kid that grew up in Westbrook. He's only grown up in Westbrook and he's only seen a few things. Well, I grew up in three different towns at the same time. I grew up in Standish in the, in the wintertime. I grew up in Raymond in, in, in the summertime. And besides that, I would come to uh, Westbrook to visit my grandmother and my grandparents, and I, I, I lived in three different houses growing up in three different towns, and all the different things that I saw, it was, it was nobody would even believe it. If if they could see the things that I've done and, and been through, they, they just wouldn't even, they'd see me now, right? And they said, I, I can't even believe that you've done these things. It's like, but I'm glad of that. And, you know, I've had people say, you lived an awful lot of life in, the, in a short amount of time, but, you know, you, you only have so much life and you got to try to try to live it as much as you can. But that also comes back to the grounding. If you get too mired in, 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 in and I'm going to call it the noise of, of, of today. And when I say noise, I'm talking about stupid political ads and stupid politicians and well, stupid- social media. Social, we do not do social media. And there's a good reason for that, because you can see it now. We knew when it came out that it was going to be what it is now. And Kathy and I just never picked it up, because it was. we knew it was going to be, you know, what it is. And I said to her, I I got to try this. You know, I, I hate to, I don't want to. And I got on Facebook for one day, I said, get me off this. And for one thing, I couldn't navigate it, um, because my screen reader software didn't like it and the program isn't, it doesn't like social media but uh, um, it, it was just terrible but that, that is something that people now have to deal with is, is that and they get caught up in it but you have all these things and you put them all together and what's that do to somebody that's why you need we'll
1: just separate dicks and farther from ground
2: right that, that's kind con- that's what i'm meaning by grounding yeah. i don't i don't mean that you know it's like well you said metaphysical like you're out there and you imagine that you know you're floating it, it, it isn't that isn't what i'm talking about i'm talking about real a real place to to uh jump off from you know a reality uh ground uh normalcy uh self esteem self love uh, i can do attitude uh you know, when I was a young guy, somebody said, move that mountain five feet to the right. I said, give me a fucking pickaxe and a shovel, and I'll move that son of a bitch. And I can do it. And you can't get to that unless you really believe in yourself. And I don't think that you can really believe in yourself if you're caught up in all this all this mundane minutiae shit that's going mm-hmm. around today.
1: So Matt I got an interesting question for you I mean as a I, I so yesterday I um, I helped out Lauren teach a class over at the Iron will something I'd never done before <clears throat> but something I kind of saw today and I'm sure it, and I've heard it a lot from you know my wife uh, being a trainer is that you know you're a full-time personal trainer but you kind of end up being like a part-time uh, psychiatrist mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. people are always venting to you mm-hmm. and then you got to come and do your own workout mm-hmm. and deal with your own guys mm-hmm. who are probably venting to you too. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you kind of, what what is your, how do you, because you, you deal with a lot of different people, many different walks of life, lots of different ages. I guess what's your grounding technique as someone who's been doing this for such a long time?
0: You mean like that situation you're talking about?
1: Yeah. The
0: organization. So when those guys get here, everything's written out, we know what we're doing, the questions are minimal, we go right to the workout. Yeah. That's how I deal
1: with so it. So your workout is your grounding? Yeah. Well, part of my grounding. Right. And I know that when you are lifting, mm-hmm. like, you're very, uh, like, for example, I, I, we benched together the other day, and I knew that it's, I, I don't have to listen to you, I can watch your body and tell when you need the handoff, or when you want the throw, yeah. or whatever it mm-hmm. may be. Um, and it's clear that when you're going through that, when I am handing off to you, you got one thing on your mind. I mean, is that... I, I guess that is your grounding right is the, yeah, because the, I I, you, if
0: you want to do this right then you got that's where you need to be you can't deal with any of the stuff he's talking about or you're talking about that's outside that door when you get in here or else you kind of wasting your time
1: yeah do you see uh, I mean I'm sure you see people that have a hard time doing that
0: Well, I see him do a set and then go text somebody I mean what how tight in, how how locked in are you
1: right because if you're real like if if you're really focused on I, I need my elbows to bug me on my bench. I know that I can get an extra few pounds out mm-hmm. of this. If you're really focused on that, you're not going to be thinking about texting somebody. You're not, you're or, you're not even going to check your text. Right, because you, all you're thinking, you're going to get right off the bench yeah, and I say...
0: Mean, do yourself a favor. Take 60 minutes and, and forget that stuff. That's all it takes. I mean, the main lifts take about 60 minutes. Right. You want to start the other stuff and play with your telephone,
1: go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um. So do you find that that, even like despite when, you know because that's kind of the clutter noise but do you is that the same for you when you've had a bad day oh here's a here's a different example maybe you just smashed a 600 pound squat 700 pound mm-hmm. squat whatever you've been going for hit it perfectly mm-hmm. you're not done with your workout yet though right. what do you do to so we're we all the grounding that we've been talking about is dealt with kind of something bad trying to get back to a you know you're in the negatives trying to get back to zero what happens when you're way in the positives trying to get back to zero so that you can continue going on Well, everything being relative, right? So 700-pound squat,
0: 800-pound squat for whoever, Mm -hmm. or 400-pound squat. If that's your number for the day, and you haven't hit it for a while, or you never hit it, that ought to take you to a really peaceful place. That's for me. Yeah. I don't know about you guys.
1: So for you, because there's been times for me where I've... uh you know, I've hit a PR a deadlift for rep. You know, I never made not a max effort or something, but Whatever it I is. PR something, and then I'm so fired up about it, I almost lose track of the rest of my workout.
0: Uh, it should take you to a good spot where you where that shouldn't happen. You should be in a really nice place right there, and say, okay, now I'm going to get through the rest of this. I'm I'm pretty much home.
1: Yeah. Okay. So, so that's
0: that's how I go.
1: So I guess for some people, I. So for yeah, for different people, it's going to be different, obviously. And mm-hmm. I guess for you, it is that you're almost counting on the because you've been doing this for so long, perhaps mm-hmm. that you're counting on that successful whatever it may be to get you maybe you know maybe the the organization and the speak in the uh, planning out everything will get you to like. Negative point zero zero one, and then it's that extra good squat or good bench or whatever that gets you back to the...
0: That's what you had planned for the day, whatever it might be, or the week or the month or whatever.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that takes you there. And we don't. I try to not have these guys do a lot of adrenaline. I call it adrenaline training, or psyching up and screaming Smack and all
1: Smacking each other. No,
0: we. I don't want any of that. It takes a lot out of you, and it takes a lot longer to recover. So get under the bar, over whatever you're doing, make that lift... You're good. That's what you wanted to do. Good. Everybody's going to tell you, you did great. We video a lot of the heavy stuff. Move on.
2: You know, that's my answer. There's Uh, another, you know, when you get a lift like that, um, uh, at least for me, I feel like, uh, oh, this is great. You know, but one of the things I want to touch on about that is you got to be a little careful, especially, and I'm going to use deadlifting. If I walk up to the bar and and I let my thoughts go, and unless I walk right up to that bar, set, and do it, I might lose that lift. But if I walk up there and I'm charged up, and, and it, it isn't... It's a little bit of adrenaline, but it's not like what you're talking about. Not like those stupid commercials. Yeah, like I the, discourage that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, that's crazy. But you got to walk up there and, and just do it. And... Um, if, if you let anything get in there, then you, all of a sudden your mind starts turning. If your mind starts turning before you started that lift... You thought about it too much. You thought about it too much. And, and I think in, in lifting, you, you can't... You're grounded if you walk up and you do the lift. And, and you don't allow that, that mind to start turning like that. Because it'll defeat you. And Matt, you know that, don't you? Mm-hmm. You've seen it. You've I mean, seen it in me. I have. You know I'm, what? If yeah. I get up there and
0: I don't. If he messes around, he's he's not gonna go. All right. And that's really, why a lot of he'll times he will try it. But. Yeah,
1: that's what a lot of times you see. This, I mean, it doesn't happen so much here, but you know, maybe you got about to have a big lift, and two of your training partners are monkeying around. You got to tell them focus. You know, yep. I need this whole. Right now, we're you know, I, and I've used this phrase a bunch of times, but it's like for five seconds, for ten seconds in the squad, everyone here is a professional
2: athlete, and we need right. to act
0: that's, like that. Yeah, it. that's what we're, I'm trying to... My guys are getting good at
2: it. Yeah. i, I got to put in one more thing. I was at a Christmas meet, and I blew my lift because somebody was coaching me from behind. Um, like a spotter? Yeah, and telling me what to do. and, this, and I, it, Once I'm up there, I don't want... And, and I'm if I ever do another one... Of any kind, I'm going to say, send me. Do not coach me during the left, because I'm all ready to do that left, and I don't want you telling me, oh, don't go so. And what happened is somebody said, don't go so fast, and and I knew the speed that I was going to go. It's my natural way to go, and I was going to do. And I would, I know, I would have got that left, but but somebody was in back of me talking, and and I blew the left.
0: See, I'd like to get you where the, where he could whisper in your ear and it wouldn't bother you. That's what I'd like to do.
2: I I haven't been able to and I don't know all of you guys. That's yeah. I,
0: I'd like to have somebody t- tickle your ear and you wouldn't even know it. Right, cuz you you're so spot. focused on the yes. the task at hand. Right. That's what I try to tell I'm trying yeah. to work with these guys
2: on. It's, it's hard to
1: do. I know it. I oh, know it absolutely. I said is. I'd, I'd like to get you there. I think but, there's different day it could it could fluctuate. I mean, that's experience over time, but mm-hmm. it could be you could have a and it could be the time of day. It could be oh, I had a bad day at work. I had a good day at work. I was just stuck in traffic on the way here, and mm-hmm. my mind's in a thousand places. Or
2: but, you know, meet day. But it should, eventually, you're right. You, you should be to the able door. to be, There's
0: nothing you can do about that.
2: Right. So you might as well use this time economically. Absolutely. But I don't know. I I I've thought about what he just said, and I and I've tried to apply it to myself, and I and I've been trying to figure out what would make it so I wouldn't. Let those things bother me. The only thing we can
0: do, I mean, I I still kind of cue you up from time to time. But
2: sometimes and I, and and with all due respect, sometimes that freaks me out. I know that, but it
0: shouldn't. That's why I want to get you. Where, yeah. Well, you don't. Well, you might say to yourself, "I don't give a fuck what he says." What, what I, mean, I have how to do this lift. What I have to. <laughs> and, do I, is, and I know how to do it. What I have to That's do is like stop to listening or I hear it you hear it and you go screw him I don't care what he says
2: See, what I, well, I, think, I know what I'm doing I think what has happened is, is I'll pause and listen because remember in the beginning I told you that I'm not a natural student mm-hmm. you know I'm the one of my cane instructors um, he says to me he said you know the cane O&M is the use of white cane okay. he says to me I am the teacher and you are the student And this is when I had a lot more vision. I'm looking at him and he has this little stinky rat tail ponytail, right? (laughs) And I'm... Was he sighted? Yes. Yes. And I'm 200 pounds plus, right? Mm -hmm. And my arms are as big as his legs. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking at him and said, you know something? And this is what I had to do to to be able to put up with it because I wanted to learn the cane uh, technique more so. And I said, I could take this guy by his ankles and I could screw him into the fucking ground in five seconds, and 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 when he started that stuff, I just said, you know, anytime I want, I could take this guy apart yeah. in in five seconds, and 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 that was the only way that I could do it with somebody that was, this guy was blatantly you know, yeah you know, using his power. He what he wasn't like you suggesting, well, stay tight, or mm-hmm. uh, keep your chest up. He was. I'm the teacher, mm-hmm. you, you know, the kind of guy that you want to kill anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know? yeah, like him from this. Um, Right off. Yeah. But I, I wanted I to like learn. To, I like to see all you
0: guys get to where you're so confident when you approach the bar, it doesn't matter what I, anybody says. You mm-hmm. are, you're already saying to yourself, I got this done, and I don't even hear him. Yeah. I mean, I hear something, but... That's why I would like to see all you guys, yeah, and girls,
1: women, well, ladies, men, and everyone in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so I want to transition to a uh, slightly lighter topic here. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned you reminded—I was—I almost missed this, but you reminded me something when you mentioned of the holiday meets. <coughs> um, so um, Christmas meets is always a fun. It's always a fun time of the mm-hmm. year. It's, it's almost always benefiting a charity. Everyone's got the right intent. Everyone, I think. Has the intent of doing good. Mm-hmm. Although I did want to say that I'm fairly sure that all of the Dynamax APF meets benefit a charity.
0: Yeah, I, I run a check over to the Veterans Center.
1: Right. So not just Christmas. So just just if
0: you know, not much, but I always run something over. Yeah,
1: to. exactly. But you know, a lot of people are bet are advertising their meets as a benefit meet. So, just just a friendly reminder. We've been all, doing that, I've been doing that for 15 years. Right, all the APF meets are charity meets. So, but what I wanted to talk about, a little, little frustration here, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. So, I'm signed up for Squats for Tots, which mm-hmm. is an awesome event that our buddy Ryan Martin does up in Brunswick. Uh, he takes, next Saturday. It's next Saturday. A week out, there's going to be uh, some other Dynamax guys competing. Some gonna, other bros are going. That's right. Uh, it's going to be a great time. Well, what's interesting is... There is four no three other holiday charity meets that weekend. How many power lifters are there in Maine and it's all in you know Oh, that weekend that weekend Where it's, else it's, are they? it's there's one in Biddeford mm-hmm. and then there's another one in South Portland really all in the same in all the same thing it's either uh it's either a, a full meet or a push pull or one of them' is a deadlift only competition but it's the same idea it's a charity. Meat. It's a good thing. It well, I think there's pros and cons here, and that's what I wanted to talk to you okay. about. Because I think it made me make right, a choice. Like you
0: said, all our meats are so. Right. Well, it made me so, make a so choice on which meat I wanted
1: to do. Oh. And, oh, that's a good point. You know, and so and a lot of people are. So you got a few people that are going to do this meat to benefit, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, Toys for Tots. Mm-hmm. You got a few people doing this meat that's going to benefit a domestic violence charity. Mm-hmm. You got a few people here that's going to benefit to a different Toys for Tots. Don't you think it would be better if they were to collaborate for a big charity event? Get more people. Have it be maybe even a sanctioned meet. Uh, I'm just you, curious either, what you thought. Like, cause I think there's I don't there's, there's double a side to of- sanctioned
0: meet because we we do that every meet. Right. But they could either do different. They don't do the same damn dates. I mean, they should look around. Yeah. Right.
1: How do you think? I I think that there's a. You know, for powerlifting to get to gain, powerlifting is gaining traction, mm-hmm. which you know some people love and some people don't love. Um, I think the only way it's going to continue to gain traction is to have bigger events, and mm-hmm. I think the only way to have bigger events is to not have this where you have three meets on the same day or the same weekend.
0: Yeah, that's I didn't know that, so I don't. I mean, those meets are going to tend to attract dedicated powerlifters. I don't think. Those are probably gyms. It's
1: a little bit of both, I think. Yeah, okay. You know, I think you know, with you know the the clientele that Ryan has with Squats for Toss, you probably get some pretty get some, s- yeah, serious yeah, guys, you guys there. Yeah, you guys are all serious. Um, you know, some of the other ones, you I, I don't
0: even know who do the other gyms. What? Who is it? So
1: one of them is Jack and Jilled, which is in South oh, Portland, and they're doing a deadlift only competition yeah. to benefit the um, domestic violence charity. Okay. Um, I, you know, what seems like an awesome event. Nothing against them for doing that, but. No. It would be cool if, you know, maybe the, the 15 people that were doing that did Ryan's meet instead, and maybe they do a New Year's meet or something, you know, and I'm just, I'm ranting a little bit here. What about if right?
2: uh, each gym did a, uh, one, uh, one, of the, left. one of the left? That
1: would be cool. That's a cool idea. I mean, I'm not going to change ours. Right. Those no. Guys no, and again, I think ours is a little bit, you know, ours is almost like a family party. Yeah. It's different than this. These yeah. are, I mean, open to the public with the full intent of, you know, take this and they're a charity fundraiser. Exactly. All of our meats are a charity fundraiser. I, did, I take something over there. Every, yeah. Every our Christmas meat is, is a completely different animal. And I'm not comparing your Christmas yeah. meat to this. Uh, yeah. That's
2: what that's what I'm saying. I'm trying to make a distinction. Our Christmas meat is uh, is the members. It's a family, family party. It's a, it's a good way for
1: us With to. With a little mini meat in it. Yeah. yeah. Right, We're yeah. just doing what we love, and yeah. that's Squat Bench and Deadlift. Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: I look at that like. Uh, if they commit to that, that's good. Mm-hmm. I look at that like people that go to church on Christmas every year, and they're very satisfied it, well, with Well, it's a tradition. to the people that go to church every Sunday. Right. We go to church every Sunday, basically, because right. we raise money every meet. Right. That's the way I look at that. And yeah. it's tradition. Yes. And they're very happy that, oh, I made it for Easter. We well, didn't go any other Sundays all year. Right. That's how I look at that.
1: We made it to the New England powerlifting meet. Yeah. All right. Um, well, um, yeah, I think it's again. It's just I, a I, get,
0: bit of, I, th- I know what you're saying. You I know, just, I, there ought to be a little more communication or something. Is it? Are they that's all exactly. That, that's
1: or? exactly it. It's that there's all these, you know, all these different gyms, all these different. Ultimately, you know, the people, all the different people, our Venn diagram mm-hmm. overlays, yeah. overlap somewhere, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that is going to be with. I mean, squash. the pie is only so big. Exactly. Yeah. It's okay. not like this is basketball or football, mm-hmm. and we've yeah, got flag, yeah. flag football. Flag. And, you know, tackle football, it's completely different. So yeah. I just thought that that was, uh, you know, I'd like to see, I don't know how it's, how, who does it or how it's done, but. You know, I mean, I don't think... even know.
0: What, what were the two places?
1: Uh, it's Jackson Shield, and then there's the one, with Black. Black, Black, well, Bridge, know, well he's yellow. He, he knows what he's doing because he left Scott there too. Yeah. And then, um, and then this other place. They even how than, to uh, put it's a it's meat in, on? I
0: think it's Impact Fitness in Biddeford. Yeah. Do they even know how to put on a meet?
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. And you know, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing. So I would just like to see better communication. I think that a lot of people, you know, they put the blinders on and they were like, I'm the only powerlifting gym in South Portland or I'm the only powerlifting gym in Biddeford or I'm the only powerlifting gym here.
2: let's well, stop pretending yes. and, Collaborate for yeah. a bigger picture. That, that's all I'm thinking You think at. it gets into the old human nature thing, though, where everybody... Has they're too much in their own little groove and they're just not gonna jump. It, it's well, not gonna well, mesh.
1: When seven people show up to their meet, you know that's what will happen. Yeah. I'd be
2: glad to support it in some way. I'm not gonna put on any
0: more
1: meats than we're doing. Right, but it ta- and that's if the only they they some kind of support.
0: I'll go announce for them. Or something. I don't think Come that on. people
1: realize what it takes to put on a meet. They don't. They even go. Have a clue. They go to a meet. They oh, they, that looks they, like fun. Right. Yeah. They don't see that it Come takes back tonight. And right. We'll tell you right. <laughs> it takes. Yeah. Come on back later. What it takes. Right. Five guys. You know. Fifteen hours to really do in the setup. four or five weeks leading up to it of oh, all right. well, the advertisement yeah. and the procurement of the location yeah. but i mean
0: it. i'll be glad to say right now on the air if they want some support from here they'll get it yeah
1: but i'm not going to put
0: any any more meats on no. well i think people should take that uh take that uh, uh we could
2: probably bring our support staff and run it for them right uh, i mean we got the some of the best <laughs> spotters <laughs> and loaders yeah we got and the mind lifters yeah. this brings me to a subject i want to mention on the air okay all right all right um you guys know that I'm a blind dude really I- <laughs> but also you know that that I was very capable of doing heavy duty work when I was younger and you see me do some pretty heavy duty work in here sometimes the story
1: of you digging out your basement is you know that that kind of sets the bar Well, so yeah. that's
2: that's one example <laughs> another example of the splitting rock in 80 degree weather and throwing it in a dump truck to yeah. build a wall yeah. but I, and I suppose I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, maybe gonna. I am going to i am maybe going to i do not know if you want to call it shaming or what I want to call it. But if I had just a little bit more eyesight, it would make my month to be able to go and help you guys move that equipment into, the, into the, into the arena for powerlifting. It would make my day to be able to. Load, I'd, I'd love to have you. And but I can't do it. And and I I have a I have a I have the physical strength to do it, you know I'm I'm old but I'm I am i am one of those people that can really work, but I can't do it because of eyesight. I'd love to have him helping us. And, and 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 I've heard of people that you know they just might come in and stand around and, and not help, and there might be three guys in the end that that have to move monoliths and benches and weights weights and you got to move a thousand pounds
1: of weights is the, you know that seems that's the easy part yeah
2: but but I, I I just want people to to think about that until until you can't do it you don't understand how much how much you'd miss it yeah
1: I'd love to have you it's the uh, and it's one of those things too that I think uh you know and I've said this with just spotting and loading in general is you think about it and when when you're thinking about it it seems like a chore when you're doing it you understand that you're part of a bigger picture helping out mm-hmm. and that makes it worth it um, and on that note, I think I'd like to, uh, to wrap this podcast up here, but I, I, we got a, uh, on a very unfortunate announcement that uh, we wanted to save for the end here.
0: Yes, our condolences are going out to the Tibbets family up there in the Farmington area, uh, one of the brightest young lifters we've ever seen, 17 years old, uh, Noah Tibbetts. We don't, he passed away, I, that's all yeah. I know, and uh, I don't even want to think about losing a child, so they lost their child. And from everybody here, our condolences. Yeah, from
1: everyone at Dynamax, um, he, he did so great. I mean, what, what makes it very bizarre is this isn't someone that we, you know, saw lift online. This is someone that we saw. I've competed with him multiple times. I've helped him out at multiple times. Well, he would train here a lot, actually. He'd train They'd here a lot. Them, they would bring him down. Which shows commitment from the parents. Yes. So um,
0: he'd been all, I, I talked to his dad the, that week. He called me, and uh, he'd been to Las Vegas. He'd, been to, he'd actually been to uh, Europe. To wow. Left, really? They took him somewhere, or South America. I forget. His dad told me he'd been uh, several big cities for nationals, and he, I think, Europe. If I remember right, wow, for, for one world meet.
1: So, I mean, just as uh, you know, thank your friends when you're around them. Tell your buddies you love them. You know, help yep. out when you can. Yep. And uh, again, our condolences to the Tibbs family tough time of year for it but we're behind you if you need us we're here well, you know where to call all right well matt and carson i really appreciate you guys coming out on the you know the day after the holiday and doing this podcast with me i think it was a, I think it was a good one
2: my pleasure yeah
1: all right signing off signing off men without issues men without issues that's right take care have a good one